Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeves Show. We have Cheryl on from Phoenix, where uh, the Lynx on Wednesday night defeated the Phoenix Mercury, playing them again on Saturday. The Lynx now have won eight of their last 11. Uh, entertaining game on Wednesday night. We're talking here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, first of all, Cheryl, what is the what's the temperature in Phoenix? I mean, when I see roads buckling in Portland, I worry a little bit. Yeah, well, Phoenix is used to this. It's about 110. Right. You know, in the days that we've been here. So uh, we've been here when it's been hotter. So we're we're fortunate that we're still, you know, late June, early July, because we come any later than this. Uh, it's going to get even hotter. But they're used to this. Yeah, I've been down there when it's been 110 and, and uh, it's a it's a dry death. But it's a know? dry. Heat. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what do you think of the schedule this year with, you know, playing back to backs on the road? Is it, is it convenient? Is it a pain in the butt? What's it like? Um, You know, I, I think. I, I like the games within the game type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, if, if you polled everyone that they'd want to keep it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a little more draining on the players, uh, meaning, you know, the, the, the mental drain of, you know, it's, it's like playoffs, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you have multiple opponents like this, where you're doing it, and a lot of the teams do, um, it's hard. I, I think so. I, I think that if you ask the players, they probably would prefer not to have this type of schedule. This was done, uh, you know, like the NBA in terms of uh, with COVID in mind and limiting travel, um, you know, trying to keep, you know, if you are in contact with a team, you know, kind of you know, like within a span of time and not, you know, kind of just flying all over the place in different teams. And uh, so that, that's, you know, kind of the, the mindset. I know baseball does this. and I thought a lot about that, you know, lately how, you know, how interesting that is, you know, multiple games in a day, uh, you know, the, like double headers against the same team. Then the next night, like it, it's really it's really interesting. And, and uh, you know, I, I just wonder, you know, from an adjustment standpoint, uh, scouting, it's easy. You know, mm-hmm. the, I think the job for the assistant coaches, uh, I never minded when when the you know, when I was doing the work I never minded to have back back opponent, uh, because all you're doing now is you have one game you're locked in on and. Uh, adjustments. Your preparation for the first game involves multiple games, and then that next one, you know, it's it's a lot easier, um, you know, in terms of what you can focus on. But anyway, it is what it is, and and uh, you know, I I think it'll prove valuable. You know, it's not like one team has an advantage. I think it's all in how you approach it. But if you get a chance to to be in a in a series in the postseason, um, I, I think it could prove valuable. You know, the experiences you went through during the regular season, and that's how we're looking at it. I've talked with. I didn't cover the NHL or the NBA as a beat. I covered baseball as a beat, and football as a beat, and they're obviously opposites. Uh, football, you just fly in on the weekend, fly back out. Baseball, you go someplace, you unpack for three or four days, you mm-hmm. explore the city, you work every day. But you know, it, it, it's it, it was always. It, it is a strange life to to kind of set up your shop in a different city for like four days. It it, it yeah, does, I kind of like that aspect. Yeah. I because you know like if you had to like we'll, we'll go to you know we'll actually have a road trip with multiple teams coming up next week where we go to LA go to Vegas the in and out is hard because you don't unpack you know it's like you know you're there the, you know, the the night before the game and then night of the game then you're out the next morning and then do it again in the next city so I kind of like from a travel perspective I like it because uh, I am somebody I like to you know set up shop and and uh you know, kind of settle in and, you know, you do this long enough, you got all your, your favorite spots that you're going to. Although it really felt like an outer body experience here in Phoenix, because what we've known for years uh, to be in terms of restaurants and, 
Uh, even the arena changed. Uh, so there was a lot of change coming back here that, uh, you know, you look about the last time we were here was in 2019 because of the bubble season. Good news for Phoenix is they didn't have to be displaced from their arena in 2020. And the, and the arena is absolutely gorgeous and the changes that they made. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea travel wise, you know, not having to bounce around from city to city. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed that too. Uh, and, and America's filled with really interesting cities. There are cool things in every city you can go do as well. Uh, yep. This is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Please follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you also to Land Lakes Legends Classic. That's going to be at the Meadows of Mystic Lake, August 5th through the 7th, 5th through, uh, and the 6th and 7th will be the actual tournament. Legends of the game is the right term. People like Nancy Lopez are involved. Michelle Redman, my guest on my show. Uh, you also heard on the Cheryl Reeve show last week. This week we have a special guest you'll hear from later. Thank you for listening to the network. We do appreciate it. Thanks also to our other sponsors, a longtime sponsor, Successful Marketing Group, local realtor Cara Quinn, CaraQuinnRealtor.com, and Rudy Luther Toyota. So let's get to your roster moves because I think they confuse a lot of people. Uh, you know, basically, you, for lack of a better term, you've officially cut Lasia Clarendon and Rachel Bannum this week. But I'm guessing we might see uh, one or both back in your uniform sometime soon. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's been a, a real challenge. And, and I've, you know, of course, we've communicated with the players involved. And so um, they're not confused, which is what matters right. to me the most. I know that externally it's hard to you know, hard to understand, you know, you, you release laser Claren again. What are you thinking? Um, but this is just the nuances of, of managing the cap. And uh, laser has been uh, what's called a hardship player who is on a replacement contract because of the injuries. Once you fall below 10, you qualify for a hardship and laser has been that for us. And, you know, clearly laser had tremendous value to our team and uh, we wanted to position ourselves uh, to uh, be able to sign Lasia to a rest of season contract, get off the hardship. And, uh, and so in order to do that, yeah, you know, we had to have money. We did not because of the hardship contracts. Uh, you know, we had some, we had some money going into the season that we felt like uh, if everything stayed the same and worked out and we didn't have injuries, uh, we had money to bring uh, Chechis and Lucini over uh, as a 12th player at some point uh, after the uh, Olympics. Um, and so that money that we had, uh, because of the hardship contracts began to get eaten into. Uh, and, and so that reduced, I mean, we're probably 20 K, uh, into that money that we had. So the more replacement players you have, the less cap space we were having, it just kept, uh, going down and down and down. Uh, so in order, uh, to, to be able to have leisure for the remainder of the season, we, had to, uh, as I told, uh, to, uh, to help us financially was Rachel's. And, uh, you know, we, we sat down with Rachel and, and we talked about uh, with basketball. It had everything to do with us trying to manage the cap and get our team whole, so to speak. Uh, and so both uh, Lasia and so now that we cleared the guarantee date, um, you know, that that was pretty pivotal for us in terms of being able to do it at that time. Uh, because when we release Lasia in order to sign to a rest of season contract, um, without the guarantee date period of uh, June 28th to June 30th, um, you would have to wait 10 days to re-sign that player. Um, Rachel Bannum's case, if, if the waiver would have occurred not during that mid-season cutdown, uh, same thing, you have to wait 10 days. And so multiple games would be missed 
for both players. And so this nuance of the midseason cut down uh, where you can waive a player and actually immediate re- immediately resign them uh, as early as July 1, if your cap space allowed, uh, gave us the best case scenario. So the fewest amount of games missed. And so we will miss Rachel as we missed her last night. We will miss Rachel again on Saturday. Uh, and then our plan is to is to re-sign Rachel uh, before uh, we, we compete again on, on Wednesday against Dallas. Uh, and same thing, Lasia will be signed to a, a rest-of-season contract. So we will not be on any hardship contracts at that point. Um, now, we will still be below 10, and we will qualify for a hardship contract. Uh, so it's been a lot, uh, and I think it's been a lot for the fans to, to digest and follow. Uh, but these were necessary moves to get to our end goal of having Lasia Clarendon on a regular season contract uh, to be with us the rest of the way. Yeah, and Clarendon's made such a big difference. Yeah, she really has. Um, you know, her toughness, physically, mentally, uh, not afraid of big moments. Um, you know, she's had some clutch uh, baskets, the ending of the Vegas game, uh, where, you know, just real patience in pick and roll, finding Sill late and late in the clock, uh, her finding, you know, her jumper. Um, and then, you know, Lasia, uh, you know, kind of getting that, that last shot, the last shot attempt that we had against Vegas that ended up being late enough in the clock. The trajectory of the ball was was high enough that it took a, you know, an extra tick and and it allowed us to, you know, run the clock out on on Vegas. And then last night, you know, big bucket for Lay. Um, we had taken a timeout with 10 seconds on the shot clock after Lasia had just gotten an offensive rebound, and um, we didn't execute the play great, uh, but but Lay still find a way to got to get a, a good shot on goal uh, that that went in. He had some nice touch on it, bounced up and in, and. Uh, that helped us seal the game. So, like you said, Lasia's been Lasia's been really big for us. If you'd like tickets or more information on the Legends Classic, go to legendsclassicmn.com. Inaugural event. Uh, I hope it becomes a regular event. I hope also Minnesota ends up getting an LPGA event. I, I just think go- Minnesota should be a golf mecca. We should also have more women's sports available to us. So check that out. Here's our conversation with LPGA star Michelle McGann, who will be playing in that tournament. And after the, our conversation with she- with Michelle, we'll be right back with Cheryl. As promised, this week's guest is Michelle McGinn, LPGA star, also a lifelong diabetes advocate. Of course, we are promoting the Lando Lakes Legends Classic, August 5th through 7th at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Uh, you know, we've had Michelle Redmond on last week. We're, we're planning on having Nancy Lopez and some other greats of the game on in the coming months. We really encourage people to get out there. Best place to buy tickets, legendsclassicmn.com. First of all, Michelle, how did you get involved with this tournament, and what was the draw for you? Well, first of all, we are so happy and grateful to be back in Minnesota. Um, I have such fond memories of there, and um, I never won, but I always finished, it seemed like, in the top two or three. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to get back. I have a lot of good friends there. Uh, Michelle Redmond's a great friend. So when she came up with, um, you know, worked so hard with Land Lakes and, and Mystic Lake and the Meadows there, um, it, getting everybody involved, um, of course, I, I wanted to be part of this event. And I think, you know, we're all just really excited after, after what we all went through last year, just to get back playing, competing, seeing our friends and meeting new friends and, um, you know, having spectators. I mean, that is like, just that's, that's what makes our job fun. 
Oh, no question about it. Uh, we've talked about that a lot on this network, that sports aren't quite the same without them. Um, so you were, and I want to hope, hope I get this right, you were diagnosed with diabetes when you were 13, is that right? That's correct. I've had it for 38 years now. Wow. Uh, how, how, how did that impact your career? How difficult was it to play while dealing with that? Well, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, diabetes, it, it doesn't go away. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that, you know, we deal with uh, as a diabetic every day. And um, in the beginning, when I was diagnosed, it was one of those things that I had no idea what it was about. Fortunately, my mom uh, was a pediatric nurse practitioner, was away on a seminar on Mother's Day weekend um, on diabetes and came home and I had every symptom and you know, she said to my dad, Bucky, Michelle's diabetic. And one thing led to another. And he said, you're crazy. You've been learning about this all, you know, all weekend. There's no way. Um, and I went into the office the next day. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I had, you know, ketones in my urine and um, my blood sugar was, you know, sky high. And uh, so, um, you know, that that was it. You learn to live with diabetes. And, um, you know, every day is a different day. Every day you experience something different, whether it's the food you eat, the exercise you do, the amount of insulin you need, uh, whether you happen to get a cold, uh, what it does to your sugar, what the adrenaline does to your sugar. Um, you know, there, there's just a variety of different things that affect your life. And so when people think, oh, you just take a little insulin, you know, <laughs> it certainly is a lot more than that. Um, and as you grow, um, you know, your body's changing. And um, I just played a practice round a couple weeks, uh, a couple days ago. And the golf course we play for the U.S. Women's Open is extremely hilly. And I think the heat index was about 102. So having to excuse me, be a normal person and walk in the heat, have, you know, be able to eat, um, be able to keep your blood sugar steady is I think a challenge enough. And then, you know, throw diabetes on there. So it, it definitely, uh, I learned a lot. I, I am, you know, looking for other kinds of, um, food to eat while I'm out there. Uh, the, the protein bars that I had had some chocolate on them, and that was soup by by the end <laughs> of a couple holes. So, um, you know, it's a learning. It's a learning process. Um, you know, that's why I say it, you know, just when you think you might have it figured out, you know, it might throw you another little curveball. So what we do with having the Michelle McGann Fund is we try to help kids um, get educated. We try to send them to some camps where um, they're with, don't feel different. Um, they're, they're learning about diabetes. They're learning full support our fund. And, um, you know, we just continue to try to make a difference every day. Well, that's great stuff. I uh, appreciate your efforts there. Uh, let's talk about actual golf now. Uh, you won nine times on in as a professional seven times on the LPGA tour, some of, and some of the second place finishers in the tournaments you won included Annika Sorenstam, uh, Kari Webb, Laura Davies. Were there rivalries on the LPGA tour? No. Um, 
we we all knew that any given week there was there was enough of us that could win a golf tournament and uh i you know i think you know i look back and i remember saying at one point you know i got a i got a one shot lead or something or a two shot lead and you know, my brother was caddying and he said, oh, just, you know, kind of cozy this one down there. And I said, cozy it down. I'm like, Annika's back in the middle of the fairway. I'm like, she could knock it in the, you know, she could knock it in from back there. And I, I, I got to make this. And I actually ended up making it and, and ended up winning the tournament. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it was, I, I think we all just knew that, like I said before, there were so many of us that had an opportunity to win. And it was whoever was making the putts that week, whoever's feeling good, whoever had the confidence going into it, um, and 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 we all we all knew that we could we could beat each other on any given day. Um, but obviously, you know, Annika was one of them that, you know, she won a lot more than, than a lot of us. But um, I think we all had a really good relationship. You know, we all we all just. Uh, you know, congratulated each other when we, when we knew we, uh, you know, we played our best and they played their best and it just wasn't their week. Um, compared to, you know, maybe some of the men's, there's some bigger rivals out there, but, uh, I, I, I never felt like that. Uh, when did you start wearing flamboyant hats? So night, uh, in the early nineties, um, I, I I can't remember what year it was. We played at uh, the Colonial. We played the U.S. Women's Open was at Colonial, and I, you know record heat. I had just made a pretty decent check at uh, the McDonald's Championship, and um, so I just went to the mall and I found a couple straw hats that I thought, oh wow, this might help. I didn't have a, a hat sponsor, so. I just thought, well, let's just try these. Let's just see what happens, you know, and see if it pr- protects my face and, you know, protects me from, you know, keeps me a little bit cooler. And they just kind of caught on. Uh, it was just kind of one of those things that was like, oh, these are pretty good. This is kind of fun. I, le- I, I like putting, you know, my outfits together. And uh, ultimately, I had my own hat line and you know, they would custom make the hats for me um, to match every outfit. And I had golf shoes to match every outfit. And it was, you know, it was just, it was fun. And it still is fun to um, have the hats to match and the shoes. And um, I think it kind of goes a little bit with my personality. And um, I can remember a lot of the girls saying, oh, good thing you, you can do that because I could never pull that off. Or, yeah. Um, you know, you look good in those, but I could never do it. So it's just kind of, uh, it's one of those things. And, and the craziest part is that, you know, if it was raining out or if it was extremely windy out or, um, for whatever, a big trial, everybody would say, where's your big hat? You know, and I would kid and say, if I had a penny, <laughs> just a penny for every time somebody said that to me, I, I'd probably be a millionaire now because, um, you know, people got used to watching you and, and you wearing the hats and, um, you know, just kind of, that was you, you know, that was, that was your, that's my trademark. And, uh, so it, it, it was fun, but yet at times it was like, oh man, it's blowing like 30 miles an hour. There's no way I can keep that hat on. 
So, um, you know, cute, but uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely a little frustrating at times. But um, one, one thing that I, I certainly, um, I, I love having that. And, um, you know, it makes you feel good when you're out there. If you feel good when you're out there playing, you have confidence. And um, that, that definitely helps your golf game. Reminder, you can get tickets at legendsclassicmn.com. You can also sign up to be a volunteer and check out the spectator information. Uh, onto the current LPGA, Michelle said last week with us that she really thinks that uh, it helps the LPGA when there is a prominent American kind of at the top. We just saw Nellie Corda win in very impressive fashion at a young age. Uh, what, what do you think of her game? Well, I, I think we're, we're very lucky, the LPGA, to have uh, the Corda sisters and Lexi Thompson and, um, you know, so many, um, you know, younger players that are Americans. I mean, uh, you know, we are in the United States, um, you know, people, people still love to root for, um, you know, the Americans, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I mean, they're impressive. They truly are, um, you know, things have changed so much. Uh, with the technology of golf clubs, with training, you know, working out, their, their workout programs are completely more, so much more advanced than what we ever even thought about having. So um, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's great. Uh, it's great for women's golf. Uh, our Legends Tour, I think, is great for women's golf. I think that, you know, all of us have so many fans still out there. And uh, people that, you know, truly continue to, you know, want to watch us and love to see us back out. So, um, like you said, get the tickets. Come on out and watch us. It's going to be a great couple days. Uh, we're so grateful to have Land Lakes uh, stepping up and being part of it. And um, we just like to keep growing the game. Great stuff, Michelle. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, looking forward to seeing you up here and, and best of luck. Great. Look forward to seeing all of you too. Thanks. Happy, uh, happy day. <laughs> happy, happy July 4th. And we'll see you in about a month. Uh, thanks again to Michelle McCann and one more reminder, legendsclassicmn.com for the Land O'Lakes Legends Classic at the Meadows of Mystic Lake. Thanks again to SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Thanks again to Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with koi pond. Oh, and their new wood-fired pizzas are a big hit. 
Go to my Instagram at Successful Biz Owners for more info on them. And thanks to longtime sponsor, Cara Quinn, CaraQuinnRealtor.com. That is her personal website. She's still working with VibeMN.com. You go to VibeMN.com and see her uh, her nice notes on uh, summer events, best time to sell, what the markets are like, what the neighborhoods are like. She is an expert in all of those areas. As she says on her website, uh, love where you live. Cara Quinn can help you buy, sell, and find. Check her out, please. If you need any of those services, I might be needing some of those services uh, sometime soon. Uh, so you have a couple of more Olympians that we haven't talked about yet. Bridget Carlton and Natalie Chun are going to play for Canada. Yeah, very exciting news. Um, you know, for, for Natalie, I believe this is her third third Olympics and, and Natalie is um, certainly very appreciative and also, you know, she understands the, you know, kind of the gravity of being named to your national team. Um, you know, so that's not something that you hear and that you ever take for granted. So I know Natalie is extremely excited. And Bridget Carlton, uh, who, you know, was a first time Olympian, uh, very, very exciting, uh, exciting news for Bridget. And, um, you know, we'll see, we, you know, through the years, our national teams have competed against one another. Uh, we've competed against Natalie and, and, and Bridget and, um, you know, no doubt that, uh, you know, they, I think they're fourth in the world at this time in terms of their ranking. So they're, you know, they're really, really hopeful uh, in terms of uh, their chances over in, in Tokyo. And so we'll be excited for them. As I told them, you know, we wish them the very best, except against the red, white and blue. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that'll, that'll be something if, if we have a chance to play each other. Yeah, we just had a staff meeting, Rachel Blunt, myself and our editors about going to Tokyo. It's going to be, well, we'll talk about it more as it, as it approaches. It sounds like it's going to be a very interesting experience for us uh, trying to navigate all of their restrictions over there. Can't even imagine. No. Uh, so we'll see. Hey, let's talk about McBride. She uh, She's had some really big games for you. She's had some off games, obviously. She played really well on Wednesday night uh, against Phoenix, hitting big shots, having a nice floor game. Uh, so what have your conversations been like with Kayla, and what are your expectations going forward? Well, you know, I, I think for Kayla, you know, Kayla's a competitor, um, just wants to win, wants to be great for her teammates, um, you know, I, I think she's enjoyed being a Lynx. And so, um, you know, as, as we know, you know, she hit the ground running, she landed and showed up for that first Phoenix game. And, um, and it's just, I think been a bit of a whirlwind, uh, for her. And so, and we're throwing some, some new stuff at her that we're challenging her on, um, you know, to become a more complete player. But the thing I will say about Kayla is we have been able to count on her heavily in some perimeter matchups defensively. And her engagement on that end of the floor uh, has something that it has been something for us that uh, I didn't necessarily know that we'd be saying so much of uh, how valuable uh, she's been. And 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 I you know I think she knows this. I think every player knows what they need to do. You know, some nights it doesn't happen, but the more engaged she is defensively, uh, it seems to correspond with what's happening on the offensive end. So we're learning about you know she's learning about us, learning about me. Uh, same thing we're, we're learning about her and Katie's working with her. Uh, she is so open to being coached uh, and, and just, like I said, wants to help the team. And uh, so the ups and downs of, of putting the ball in the hole, uh, I think, is something that, that you know, media writes about because that's what we look at. You know, you guys focus on scoring. Uh, for me, what I'm looking at is the types of shots she's taken, her technique on her shots, uh, because I believe if you do things the right way, the result will come. And so, again, there's some things that, that you know, she's in her head about uh, that we're trying to teach her. 
And that's led to a little bit of inconsistency. And, and, you know, what I'm hoping is that we can get to a place where, um, you know, that it's not, you know, uh, have, have a big game and then, you know, struggle for a few games and a big game, you know, we, we'd like to find some consistency. The big games are going to happen for sure. And then the other games are going to happen, but the in between the, you know, the, the challenging games and the great games, you know, getting a, a level of consistency that it can be counted on, you know, a minimum each night um, that we know that we can run plays uh, in, in her direction. And, and uh, cause we, we need more, right. We, you know, as, as she said last night, can't just be fee and sill. Um, you know, as soon as all of a sudden you have to worry about the perimeter and you can take their attention away to, you know, you better guard this third player. Um, you know, that's that's when you really get things going. And um, and 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 I just know K Mac wants to be everything for us, and I so appreciate what she's done for us. Is it difficult to coach shooters because you almost have to tell them, you know, I don't care if you miss. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if she misses. Right. You know, it certainly you know isn't something that's intentional. It doesn't feel right. very good. Um, you know, but K Mac has the right mindset. She's never going to stop shooting. Never going to stop shooting, and I, I, that that to me is what's most important. Um, you don't want a player that, you know, you know they're open and they start shot faking and passing the ball. Um, K-Mac will never be that player. You know, she has great belief in herself. It doesn't feel very good, you know, on the nights where you go three of fourteen, um, but you come back the next night and you know that you know that all all your next game shots could go in, you, but not if you don't shoot. And, and so I think that's, you know, that's very, very important. And I don't ever talk about makes and misses. I'm telling her, you know, what her, her approach is. I'm telling her what we see in terms of how defenses are playing uh, her. She has such shot credibility uh, that the defense is in a real bind. And I, I think she can be multidimensional in, in how she scores. And, and that way you're not always relying on uh, whether your three ball goes in. And, and so I think that's, that's what our focus has been. I, I never talk to a shooter about makes and misses. You know, if I see something mechanically, whether it's Dantas or, or, or uh, uh, K-Mac or Fee, and we talk about those things, but, you know, not makes and misses. I, I want them to, you know, to make sure that if it's the right shot for the team, you take it. It's my job. You know, if I put you in a position, you know, that I ran a play and you were open and, and you can't make the shot, then that's my bad. Uh, so it's never the player's fault when they, when they shoot and, you know, if they're not making shots, as long as they're getting the gym working on it. I think on Monday, Sylvia Fowles is named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Not really a surprise, given everything we've talked about, what she, you know, her doing the last few games. Yeah, she's been incredible. Um, you know, the historic performances. She was so good in Atlanta, uh, just dominant. And um, you know, the, the Atlanta game, you know, where where Atlanta has struggled defensively. Uh, you know, that was something I almost expected. You know, that that uh, and it was also where we were kind of growing in our persistence of where we wanted the ball. Uh, and so that was a product of that. But the Vegas game was really, really impressive. Uh, and they happened to be you know, the back to back games, you know, against a, you know, a front line like Vegas is uh, for still to, to dominate the, the way that she did. Uh, I'm just so glad I had a chance to be a part of that a historic performance uh, in the overall history of the league. And then, you know, certainly you know, um, probably her best performance in, in her career. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad it happened for her as a Minnesota Lynx. Yeah, that is a remarkable thing to say, given her statistical body of work, that that, that at this point it's your so career, she had her best game ever. That's It's stunning. It, it is. And and uh, that's why I say I'm so happy for her because, um, you know, when you get to be in your, your 30s, 33, 34, 35, it's, it's all you hear, you know, is about, about the end Oh, you know, you better rest her. She's old. 
you know, uh, those sort of things that, that, you know, it's all part of the sports narrative. Um, you know, because you know, I I guess, you know, historically that's what happens. You know, I know in the NFL, you turn 30, boy, you, you know, you're out, uh, you know, um, and so we're, we're not, you know, the WNBA has not been, look at some of the players, the success in their thirties and mid thirties, you know, look at a Diana Taurasi, you know, at the age, you know, that, that year, I forget what year it was she was 36, 37, just dominating. Um, so our, our league is, is not so much been subject to that. And so, uh, I think for Syl though, it's so, I think for her rewarding because she, she knows what she's doing to prepare herself physically to continue to stay on top, you know, much like Sue and Diana, you know, take care of their bodies. They're all always, I don't care which group uh, we're in the WNBA, the national team, they're always two of the best players in terms of being in shape and conditioned to play at a high level. They, they blow the other players in the league out of the water. Uh, and so Sylvia Fowles is up there with regard to that. And, and uh, so I know the work that she's putting in. I know the sacrifices she's making, uh, you know, for us. And there's personal sacrifices involved. And so, you know, it's just really rewarding, you know, when, when something like that happens. And, you know, of course, gets player of the week. But the historic performance is one that I'll remember forever. Remember, Lynx Night at Target Field is Monday, July 5th. I know I'll be there uh, working the game. Uh, Cheryl, and, and you're going to bring some players, the whole team. How does that work out? We are, yeah. We're, we're going to be in a suite. Uh, they're going to they're uh, hosting us, which we so appreciate. And, and um, you know, last I heard, uh, Collier was going to be involved in throwing out the first pitch. I don't know if things have changed, so don't hold me to that. But they don't tell me that kind of thing. I, I knew about it months ago. But, um, you know, hopefully that's the case so we can root on, on uh, Fee. Uh, I might have to, you know, make sure I get a ball and uh, throw a little bit with her, you know, in the gym before she gets out there because <laughs> uh, she's got to represent us. Because uh, I tell you what, one thing I won't let her do is Google uh, other first pitches and watch some of oh, these God, crazy no. pitches. Because <laughs> that'll be cent. in your head. <laughs> that yeah. 50 cent. I, mean, I watched that one. I thought, how in the hell does something <laughs> like that happen? <laughs> oh, and then you worry, you know, like what's going to happen to me, Ooh. you know, so <laughs> – well, you threw a good pitch, so you can coach Fee, I'm sure. It was decent. It was decent. Yeah. I was, I'll was. i tell you what, I wasn't going to throw it low. <laughs> you know what you should do is use a lot of spider tech, get a really good grip on the pitch because they like that in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. What is going on? <laughs> oh, man. Well, baseball players have always cheated. It's just like they have they more have stuff cheated. to cheat with now. That's the way it that's, is. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> well, go enjoy the heat, Cheryl. Uh, thanks for the time today. We'll talk to you next week after you get back from Phoenix. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening to TalkNorth.com. And again, remember, we really would like to uh, promote women's sports, women's golf, uh, legendsclassicmn.com is where you can get tickets and the schedule of events. Uh, again, thanks for thank you for listening to the Cheryl Reeves Show and TalkNorth.com.